0: sucker's going up. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Playing Footsie Podcast. Together, all together, uh, for the first week in probably quite a long time. It's me and the two Steves bringing you as much news as we can digest in one week because there's absolutely shit-tons of stuff going on in the the market right now. Ups and downs, downs and ups. Um, People making stupid uh deals which i'm sure we're gonna have to talk about and i don't want to talk about um but first guys (laughs) let's say hi and uh how's your week been and is the stock market being kind to you at the moment
1: stock market's being okay to me paul it's not being particularly kind to my portfolio but this is the part of the new year that or new tax year rather that i'm looking to kind of add some uh, money so I, i welcome some opportunities to buy some things to be honest i spent Quite a while towards the end of the last tax year, wondering, oh, I wonder what I'm going to try and buy, and maybe I'll add loads of new things and that sort of thing. But now it's mostly just kind of averaging down on things that I own for the moment. There's been a couple of things I've added along the way, but there's there's plenty of opportunity to drop some extra um, cash and you know put some decent sized deposits down onto things that I own. Speaking of decent sized deposits, Steve, nice to see you as well. How are you? It's a bit
2: rude. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So as last week, these guys sort of playfully announced that I was um, spending a frequent amount of time on the can. Um, it I was quite nice, by the way. To uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it, it was quite nice to um spend a brief period of time uh, having you know the the shit not coming out of the ass of my portfolio to uh, coming. <laughs> Coming <laughs> up my own ass for uh, oh my for a solid week. But I'm, I'm feeling I feeling better and uh, and uh, normal wow. service. Normal service has resumed in the portfolio. <laughs> I am uh, back to getting an absolute kick in. Uh I think I've gone from having the biggest portfolio of the three of us to probably the smallest. Um but um we persevere. Um so from big deposit how how about you Paul?
0: I'm actually um, looking forward to putting some money in Uh, It's coming to the end of the month So I'm going to have to get paid soon And uh, I I think I'm going to have about a grand to put in somewhere I just don't know where I'm really, really struggling Maybe a bit more goes into ASML As I start to average down on it Um, I I don't know It's very, very hard I think Google's got to get something right After what's been going on netflix looks lovely there's there's so much out there at the moment we talk about meta steve w owns meta p ratio of 13 right now oh god that's got to be something um we, uh, I don't know. I really don't know where to put money, and I think this is going to be one of the hardest months for me. Is I, I've I've now gone from fear. Last last uh, week we were talking about how I was a little bit fearful of the market. There's still a little bit of fear going on in there for me, where I'm looking at all the gains I've made and going, oh, I could really just cash out here and buy my house or something like that. And and the fear is there a little bit, but it's it's overcome because a lot of the damage has been done now and i kind of want to start putting money into it and seeing it grow again maybe maybe one day in a year or two it'll start to it'll start to flourish again and i hope that's going to happen for all of our portfolios to be honest with you i, I think it will you're not scared are you steve d uh no um i'm quite enjoying putting my uh, money into the
2: uh the pits <laughs> And just seeing it <laughs> rapidly disappear. It's quite an interesting thing. And I'm, I've been tasked myself with putting in uh, basically 20,000 divided by 12, and a bit of change uh, every month. Um, for this year. And the ironic thing is last month I put in the 1650 and managed to lose five grand from the total of my portfolio. So it's an interesting uh, situation that's going on at the moment. But fear is not, it's not a fear thing. It's not anything that I can control or the only thing I can control is my deposits and what I purchase. So uh, I don't really see where the fear comes in really.
0: All right. Well, it's earnings week this week, so we're going to talk about a lot of different earnings that have happened. Uh, I won't name any of them right now because I don't actually know which ones they are or what we're looking at. Uh, but first, I think we're going to play a little game, aren't we, Steve? Uh, we are,
2: ah, yes. I, I did have this game um, made last week. It's a rather short game which should have facilitated trips to the toilet, but I ended up being too ill uh, to get it finished anyway, so. Um, It's struggling to get a name for it, really, and I spent quite a lot of time putting it together. I'm just going to call it the hedge fund game. So basically, I have scoured the top 400 uh, top performing hedge funds and I have took out all of their popular holdings and um, it's basically a little bit of sort of like Bruce's higher or lower. So I'm going to give you a stock to start with and how many portfolios it appears in out the top 400. You're going to give me a number. I'm going to give you a stock, and all you have to tell me is if it was higher or lower than the one before it. Does that make nice. sense? Nice game. Sounds it's, good. Nice not, game. it's not nice a complex game, Paul. Um, <laughs> so... I'll start you off with uh, an, an easiest one. It's Kupang. I will tell you that it was in 28 of the top 400 top performing hedge funds. Uh, Steve, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. you give us a number between 1 and 10? Number 9, please. Number 9 is C Limited. So Ooh. was mm. C Limited in more or less?
1: Than 28, did you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it ought to be in more than 28. There was... When I was looking at some of the top hedge fund holdings uh, a little while ago now for a different game, which we haven't yet played, uh, I saw that there was one that was performing quite well that only had two stocks in it, and one of them was C, and C was most of the portfolio. I'm going to go with it has more than 28, uh, sorry, it's held by more than 28 of the top 400 hedge funds, or whatever you said. You would be...
2: Correct. Yes, it's actually in 108 Fair. hedge fund <laughs> portfolios.
0: And uh, I'm going to say so that pol- I think the next one is going to be hard because, uh, because you've ended up getting C. I think this one, next yeah, one Yeah, that's the worst number for you, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, number seven, lucky number seven.
2: Number seven, you have picked the closest one to it. <laughs> and that <laughs> is always gonna be hard, PayPal. PayPal. Yeah, you made it exceptionally hard.
0: Yeah, that's really hard. I'm going to go with higher, just because it's US, but, yeah, it's going to be close. So
2: there's two in it. Wow. And it is higher. PayPal appears in 110 of the top 400 performing hedge funds. I am surprised it wasn't more than that. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised.
2: It may be now that it's down seventy-five percent. Um, mm, remember, sure this half. game is expiring rapidly. Uh, rapidly, as the next set of uh, <laughs> thirteen F's come up. That's true.
1: Did you say S- you you didn't manually scour four hundred of these things? I didn't. Did you see, I you ran, ran screeners over them Good. all. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how long have you been off work? Four uh, days. <laughs> uh, number one. Oh, it's only hundred a day. Number one, please. Number one is Alibaba. Oh, uh, and I'm talking... It's now 110 was the number we said, sorry?
2: That's right, yep. Hmm.
1: Top performing hedge PayPal. funds... Yeah, we'll I, I think that's probably more than PayPal. I seem to remember Alibaba being a, a likely kind of... I think it was featured on Data Roma not so very long ago. Let's try it. It's more than 110.
2: You would be incorrect mm. it's actually only mm. in 96 and I would suggest that's because Ooh, that's close. people have bought into Alibaba, it's been going down for quite a while now hasn't it, so they have probably yeah. not in the top 400 that performing hedge that was exactly fund. the
1: thought I had after I realised I was wrong and I was mm. going to say I might have worked out this game a bit but, yeah. uh, there's, yeah. there's a game within the game
2: <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. yeah.
0: okay, Paul Uh, number two Number two is Amazon. A number? Amazon. Oh, nice and easy. That's got to be oh Well, it's going to be higher than Alibaba, but it's probably the most that you've got on the list. I'm going to go out there, unless you've got Apple in there. So,
2: Apple is in there, uh, but Amazon is the highest at 279. Ooh. Don't say that, you... Alright, fine. I choose
1: number three and I choose lower. <laughs> <laughs> number want, three is want, Apple. Do you, to, do you want to take that one again? Because... <laughs> uh, oh, wait, no, no, Apple, Apple. Let me have a think then. So how many hedge funds do <laughs> I think own Apple in that case?
2: <laughs> mm, you can have that one, Steve, because the quiz master up. <laughs> well, my
0: fault. It's my fault. I gave you all of the answers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're correct.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, well done, Steve. I'll cut that yeah. so you look right, real good. I reckon yeah, Apple's yeah. probably the second highest, yeah, 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 yeah. by the
1: way, Paul, so it's over to you. <laughs>
2: Stop. Stop. <laughs> so, Paul, uh, what are
0: number left? four.
2: So, number four is. I don't know if I gave you the number for Apple. Did I give you the number for Apple? It appears nope. in 100, 134 uh, hedge fund. Alright, so it's not ridiculous. So, high. the next one nope so the next one is google oh
0: (laughs) Oh, now it's tough isn't it although is apple is apple really the second highest apple's gotta be the second highest right everyone owns Apple, unless they just unless they just don't own it because they hate warren buffett and they just want to try and prove him wrong all the time uh actually i will go higher than apple just for the fun of it i think that a lot of people are interested in tech Correct. Oh, uh, Google
2: is actually only in 158 of the top 400, though, so it's not a great deal in front of Apple. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Okay. I, I think I'm detecting a game within a game here again, then. Let's try 10, please, Steve.
2: So 10 is Uber. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Okay, so here was my other thought about a game within a game. Here, my other thought was that when you're looking at the very top end of the performing stuff, it's probably going to be leaning away from the big cap stuff. I mean, Amazon's kind of a standout there, but I kind of thought things that have done really well might be stuff that has heavy exposure to things that have done to individual things that have done uh, really well. Um, sorry, what's the number for Alphabet, Steve? One five eight. Hmm. Uber. Uber. People don't own Uber, do they? Mm. Uh, it
2: it's slower. very close. <laughs> this is the second closest you could get.
1: Oh, uh,
2: well, I'll try lower then. You'd be correct. Uh, One five three. Only five in it. Wow. And it's more than I was expecting. Mm. Uber. Mm. You is could have had a draw. People... Um, but oh, you yeah. can't now.
0: By the way. Okay. Is that just because everybody sort of owns the same thing?
2: Don't like, like driving uh, on one
0: in, Street. Uh, That's what I think. Or, or, everybody just owns a little bit of Uber because you only need a little bit of Uber to, like, if it takes off, I suppose. Mm, Whereas I'm not sure the mega about caps. That. Uh, well, this is it, isn't it? But it's maybe not really one a the big mega cap. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's been done terrible recently, though, hasn't it? It must have done terrible recently. I haven't seen it. I must hmm. admit. Um, number one is one. Free? Nope oh no um so two three four the closest five? i can give you
2: is five <laughs> <laughs> so five is meta platforms
0: oh and the artist Jesus. formerly
2: known as facebook
0: uh so we're, hmm. we're it could be in a lot of big portfolios but because it's done so poorly, a lot of those portfolios could be very poor now. That's this is our game within the game. Uh, but on Uber, one five five or is it one five three? One five three. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with lower. I'm going to go with lower. Okay, you would be incorrect.
2: <coughs> Actually, two hundred and twenty four. So another oh, half. God. I was going to be... Um, I was try to be smart.
0: Mm.
2: Number six, please, Steve. Number six is a Microshaft.
1: Mm. That is interesting because I would have thought that might have been... Uh, if I was picking one of these out of the beginning to say which one I thought might have been the biggest and I'd seen the full list so far, this would have been my pick. Um, but Facebook was quite a lot, wasn't it? I mean... People have been. Smart Money's been leaning into Facebook for a little while, and in the short term, that share price hasn't rewarded them in any way at all. But. Uh, let's try Microsoft is owned by more, uh, so a bigger number than whatever mm. you just said.
2: Okay. You would be. Correct. Wow. Microsoft, Beating uh, the probability. At 264. Very nice. So that leaves you with eight, Paul. It's Tesla, right? It's Salesforce.
0: Oh. Ah, ah, that's got to be lower than Microsoft. Got to be much lower.
2: You would be correct. So that's uh, hundred and ten. So it's quite considerably mm, there. You could have uh, drawn PayPal and Salesforce and got a draw. That would have been that would yeah. have been pain. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Steve, what were the scores? I wasn't keeping them. Uh, it's it's for each. For each, well, the tiebreaker <laughs> is I want the market cap of Salesforce.
1: Oh forms. no, not this! Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> have you finished typing? I have, yes. Um, I don't know what the market cap of Salesforce for is. On
0: it. I can't even put a number on it. Why can't All right, you can
1: have the higher um, or lower then, uh, Paul. I can't put a number on it very easily either, but I think You want me to give going, you a clue? If, needed, uh, if, if you're minutes. having a
2: higher or lower, you get a clue, Steve. All right, uh, I'll go first and I'll take your clue then. Steve? Okay, market cap is almost exactly the same as today's price. Oh,
1: my life. Uh, that does not help me. <laughs> um, Sorry, <today's> okay.
2: <laughs> so it's got a nice
1: round number of shares then in that case. Mm-hmm. So it's got almost exactly... billion shares which means i guess it's probably a billion we're talking in the billions somewhere salesforce has a i'm now trying to guess the share price rather than the market cap and i have horrible feeling this number is going to be much lower than i thought it was going to be when i was just guessing the market cap outright the salesforce has a market cap of 380 billion dollars
2: (laughs) okay
1: and i thought it was going to be higher than that paul if you want to chip an indication of which way to go
0: wow well, I thought it was going to be lower than that, so I'm going to go with lower.
2: <laughs> Paul, you are the winners. Oh. <laughs> Salesforce's price today is $174, and its market cap is $172 billion or $173 well billion, So,
1: More companies should go. do that. More companies should have close to round numbers of shares outstanding. Yeah, make
2: it easy for us. <laughs> hmm. Okay, that was the hedge fund wow, game. Lovely. Good game, I enjoyed Woo! that
0: yeah it's quite fun fun it just leads you to get a bit of brucey going in that one don't we we need a bit of sass uh, to, yeah well i was thinking about up. having
2: like cards behind me and you know mm. really going for the you know, really going out there and i thought no because this but... is a podcast and most people <laughs> <you> don't care <laughs> well,
0: thank you to everybody listening on the the podcast mainly on spotify i think i think we have a similar number of people who watch as listen right or I, I get a squint on there. Luckily, the podcast okay, I think members, it's more that... podcast listeners can't see the squint um <laughs> that Steve D's doing there. Going, don't talk about this. Don't talk about
2: this. I think we get more <laughs> that listen than watch.
0: Oh, very nice. <clears throat> That's pretty cool thank you to the listeners then um right so today's podcast it's earnings 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 we're just going to go through a uh, little bits of earnings we may if we feel like it talk about elon musk but it, that we're, that is not going to be the central part of this because i don't think we none of us want to talk about twitter um the uh, I, I tell you what we'll just get it out of the way let's just let's just rip the band-aid off this one twitter just in a few words elon <laughs> musk buying twitter just tell me what you think
1: I'm delighted for the man. He clearly wanted this very, very much. Um, and I, I, I continue to be an interested spectator in this. It doesn't, I can't see that it affects my portfolio. I don't own Tesla. I don't own Twitter. I'm not aware that anything else is significantly impacted by this, although stock prices are moving. So yeah, what do I know? Uh, I continue to enjoy this as a kind of entertainment thing, but um, I, I don't
2: have much more of a view on it than that. Steve. Uh, so I only I really, really have two thoughts in that um, this, there's sort of two, two sides of the story and both sides are, are annoying me in equal measure. It's a man who had to get the number 420 into his offer price to buy something. But also <laughs> the fact that um, there's a number of people, a number of people choosing to leave Twitter because a different crazy billionaire owns it. Um, <laughs> is, is like just, is just is just nuts. Twi- Twitter will remain, um, will remain shit. <laughs> and uh as it always has been and uh it doesn't matter who's in charge i think it's just a dysfunctional mess um whoever runs it so yeah that's my thoughts
0: there you go uh pretty pretty nihilistic that's 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 about what we've got on this one um tesla share price uh should people be worried just uh, out of you know dropped 12% on the news probably due to the uh, fact that he's probably going to have to leverage some Tesla shares against against the Twitter buy, uh, money to buy, any, anything on that, or are we just, uh, I'm not going to milk this any further. Right, we've got it out of the way, no more talking about Elon Musk. Let's talk about proper companies now. um so we've got a couple of companies earnings reports this is earnings 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 uh on the list today uh we're looking at alphabet microsoft spotify and i think uh, meta is going to come out during our recording we're recording this on the wednesday after hours uh we've just clocked nine o'clock so meta's earnings have got to be out almost imminently and i want to see the look on steve w's face when uh, earnings come in terribly and meta crashes into the floor post market um <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see what happens that's my prediction anyway Welcome to but my first world. we'll go to steve w <laughs> but first we'll go to steve w and we'll talk about uh alphabet
1: Sure, so Alphabet reported its earnings uh, last night, Tuesday night here in the UK, Um, and its stock has come down a little bit, I think it's probably fair to say, and on what was generally quite a green day for the markets uh, Wednesday, I'm looking across the kind of Invis heat map, and there's a lot of green on it. The things that are not green are basically Meta and Alphabet, so... Just to run down some numbers then very quickly, revenues for Alphabet came in $63 billion. Uh, they were expecting for 63 or Wall Street, sorry, was expecting 63 and change. So that's been called a small miss. I don't know quite where you, what margin you offer for meeting it, but thereabouts. Uh, operating income was $20 billion. EPS was $24.62, um, which was a bit of a miss compared to expected $25.91. There's lots of interesting stuff going on with this company. So obviously Alphabet's a kind of big uh, kind of conglomerate, I guess. It does lots of different things. They divide themselves up into sort of three broad segments. There's what they call services, which is all the Google stuff, so search and network and so on, and YouTube. There's one thing. There's the cloud segment, and there's the other bets segment, which is the kind of uh, moon shooting stuff. Uh, their services segment was up 22.9%, um, sorry, 22.9 billion was their, uh, operating revenue coming in. That's their only profitable segment, uh, on 61 billion in revenues. Their cloud revenues grew 44%, but it's still not profitable, so why even bother? And their other bets segment grew a huge amount. Uh, it went up 122%, I think, but it's a very low percentage of the overall thing for revenues. It's only about 0.5% of the whole enterprise uh anything stick out for you guys those are the numbers i've got some thoughts we can come back to in a little bit but that gets us started
2: uh the only thing that was soft for me was um was youtube um Mm -hmm. in terms of advertising revenue there and um it only took a short listen to the earnings call for me to find out why that was uh and it's just a cut a long story short it was the same thing um when we were talking about metas earnings uh in that they were still finding uh, reels a, a difficult thing to monetize or there was something that was definitely in transition to monetizing and that's the same reason that alphabet gave um for the soft youtube earnings is that they're seeing that youtube shorts is becoming an increasing amount of um uh, watch time on YouTube. They've not got round to fully monetising that how they wanted to, um, and they also noted that because of the war in um, in Russia in Ukraine, um, a lot of sort of premium European brands have just died, dialed back their advertising a little bit as well. So add those two things together, that's why YouTube was a little bit soft. There was absolutely nothing else in this report that you uh, that shocked me. Uh, there's nothing in this report that scares me off uh google it's uh it's uh, it, the shame for me really is is that i was hoping we'd get a good report from google so i wouldn't have to buy anymore when it comes to deposit time <laughs> because it's such an easy place to put your money because it's such a fantastic business i was hoping i could be a bit more creative and be a bit more cute but uh if the price keeps coming down like it is i think it was three and a half on the day and three and a half uh today um which was obviously the cause market as well so seven percent Whoa, that's 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 an exciting opportunity to me.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in exactly the same boat. I'm way too allocated on Google. It makes up 10% of my portfolio and I don't want anything to be more than that. Luckily, I think it's come down to about 8% of my portfolio. So I have got a bit of time to put some more money into that now. But like you, I, I didn't want to add any more. And when you talk about, because the thing that came up for me was exactly the same thing you're you're saying about YouTube. Uh, YouTube earnings were a bit low, and but what but what was encouraging about it is Ruth was very so she said there was a transition between um, more people are trying to watch the 60 second shorts rather than long-term videos and they're trying to figure out how to monetize that they are practicing that she would use the word encouraging but the uh, the the trials on monetizing youtube shorts was encouraging which is good to see so we might see some growth there but it it did feel a little bit cannibalistic in in a sense um on that one but then they backed it up with well more and more people are creating content and they're literally creating content for free for youtube and this is what we have to remember with the streaming uh services is youtube is just making content for free basically um and it own and every content creator on the platform only gets paid if they're any good so it's it's not like they have to upfront pay for uh this content as well so uh, that's how good the YouTube business is for me uh, it's saying they, they said that youtubers the top youtubers earned more than anyone has ever so everything is still growing in YouTube it was just a little bit soft with Russia they even had a bit on search I think search suffered a bit in Russia as well because they had to shut down services there um, this business is perfect as soon as all of this crap is over this thing is it's just going to start growing again in my opinion and it just like you say seems like a really easy to put easy place to put money
1: i was interested in the growth story here a little bit actually i mean i was looking at some of the stuff kind of under the hood a little bit i mean so the big story i guess that's really knocking the stock down just at the moment is that revenue growth is there but it's slowing it's up 23 percent over the uh q1 from last year the previous growth rate was around 30 so it's it's growth but it's not the same growth it was it's actually was flat. or at least not for the moment anyway Operating i, was, income I, I saw it as
0: flat that's what i was thinking it i saw it as flat rather than slowing so that was the way i was seeing the, the revenue growth. Mm-hmm. It's still growing at like 45 percent, something like that
1: so there's still decent growth in it i think Um, And my sense is that at least partly with Google, what you have is you're trying to work out what's an acceptable growth rate for a company like this. And it's still growing fast by kind of the standards of a lot of uh, companies, especially a lot of companies that are well established by now. But it's only on about, what, 23 times earnings or so. That's Hmm. not a huge number for that kind of growth rate uh, from what I can see of it. That doesn't seem kind of crazy, even if it's reversed back to a sort of lower growth at the operating income um, level. That struck me as a decent opportunity for uh, for kind of not panicking growth in a certain way. It's never nice when your growth slows down, but it's, it's at a level that's okay for that price tag, I think, right?
2: I think it's incredibly well-priced at the moment. I think we're talking about a huge company here. We're not talking about a company that's uh, got a big valuation and doesn't have a lot of revenue to back it up. This is a company that has a huge valuation and a hell of a lot of revenue to back it up. I mean, if you were plugging this in an everything money calculator, it probably wouldn't let you put in more than 3% revenue growth on the high side. So uh, to see something growing up, 23 25% on a year is is absolutely crazy so um you've also got to add back into that that they did 50 billion of buybacks last year they're going to do 70 billion of mm-hmm. buybacks this year yeah, as that's well. Big. This is an attractive proposition to me. That price comes down they're just buying back more stock. Um and I want is to be it... right there with them although I think my yeah. puny powers in comparison
0: <laughs> is this like a this is an attractive share buyback Program isn't it? It's not like your Apple share buyback program where they just start mashing more and more in and just attempt to get five times the money. This is really attractive um, at this at these levels. It seems hmm. like a good place to start buying back shares, and uh, yeah, everything about it is just yeah, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Oh, I'm seeing it after I was ticker on Facebook plus nine percent. Uh, sorry. <laughs> That just that's just caught my eye uh, plus nine percent okay. after hours uh on the ticket sorry did you want uh, to see we'll... my
1: face in that case paul no i'm kidding um... <laughs>
0: it looks good, it looks good. um
1: <laughs> honestly um i yeah i'm, I'm two minds on that for what it's worth i was expect i thought facebook was a weird story last time out i thought that there was quite a big overreaction to one particular part of that earnings mm. but um sticking to alphabet just for the moment then Uh, So a lot of their growth was kind of interesting to me. Uh, What I saw of it, they they have their kind of three segments. There's the services thing, which is basically the big cash engine that I kind of harp on quite a lot on this podcast that the best fangs have. Uh, And Google absolutely has it. Well, sorry, Alphabet absolutely has it. It's called Google. Um, And it looked to me like most of their growth... Uh, the kind of overall enterprise level came from their money losing activities, losing less money or there was a significant push from that kind of thing. Right. So if you think about something like Meta, it has the family of apps thing which makes money and grows and the metaverse thing, which basically drags the whole thing back down because it's currently a big cost hole. Um, If you look at something like Alphabet, uh, I feel like that this might be a sign that kind of cloud stuff is, is really starting to come through a little bit. It grew rapidly, lost less money. Uh, it's not profitable yet, but it's in the right direction. And if you're going to build out an unprofitable activity, it'd be quite nice to do that with a great big search engine that makes a load of money behind you to back you up, at least as far as I can tell.
2: Uh, yeah so that's what you want really is an engine that's generating free cash flow and then something that's spending it um and you if you're spending it in a way that's generating uh, a decent return that's exactly what we want and that's exactly what google is um the good thing about this kind of um this kind of engine especially with google is is that it's not in decline and it doesn't seem to be slowing which is uh which is also, you know, kind of uh, kind of exciting to see that the the engine keeps growing and they can keep they, they can keep the flywheel going, and I just think the more services that they and that that end up being profitable, I think we can all foresee a future where um, Google Cloud Platform is is a profitable arm of their business. They tack that on; that's another that's another thing that's generating cash. Um who knows where they go next the the issue that we have is when antitrust starts rearing its head again, i think with google but uh at the moment, I don't think any government worth their salt will be interested in breaking up companies while the market's in this kind of condition yeah. i think it it would be an incredibly silly uh um- position losing um uh, you know position to take.
0: Yeah, I, um, the, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, this was one of the talking points that I had in my head as well, where we've got cloud. Cloud is now one of the most important parts out there of all of these businesses. Let's go with Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. And they've all got these different arms. They've all got these spawning type things. They Soon, these three companies... Apple included these four companies are going to own everything. They're going, they're, they're going to, they are going to own everything. So it's, it's going to be tough. We had, we broke up the big six oil, uh, back in the fifties or whatever. And that was broken up into 12 different companies. This is going to be very similar to this. Eventually. I, obviously I don't think it's going to happen during a recession. It could, um, The Fed's going to do some weird things over the next couple of uh, years, I think. But um, how much is too much when these companies start to run it? Because so so I I was going to segue this with the cloud because the cloud is very, very important. Cloud is growing on Google, but it's not profitable yet. However, when you look over to uh, other places like Microsoft, their cloud is very, very, Big. It's going to become a very, very big big part of it. We won't talk about AWS because I think everyone knows the story about AWS. It's the generator of revenue for Amazon. Um, Microsoft in particular had a very big story on cybersecurity. And in the early earnings report for um, Google, uh, sorry, for Alphabet, they spoke quite highly of Mandian and they spoke about how uh, Mandiant is going to be very heavy for their cybersecurity arm. So now, yeah, now you're talking about not just the cloud, you're talking about they're going to be in the control of all this cybersecurity. And Microsoft did really well. Microsoft's uh, revenue beat uh, by quarter of a billion by the looks of things. Earnings per share, 2.22 versus 2.19 expected. Um, growth there, they were saying the growth of Azure was like... 40 50 percent uh even their old office consumer stuff is still growing at nearly 20 percent which is crazy stuff um they had a very very big story in their uh earnings call about how they've been helping ukraine through the russian attacks uh russian cyber, cyber security attacks they even uh, had a lot of blogs which i read through uh, earlier today about how they've been helping the um uh in the uh, Russia-Ukraine digital war is what they're calling it. This is uh, a big thing. Cybersecurity is going to be a huge part of the future, and Microsoft appears to be leading. There was a few stories. I had to look for a few stories on CrowdStrike, and they only had two or three where they were helping different countries elsewhere. But Microsoft's got something like two hundred stories of cyber attacks. Uh, from Russia on Ukraine and neighboring NATO countries, and they seem to be leading the way in this in this uh, cybersecurity world. I I just think these these companies are getting too big. I really do think they're getting too big, and I I don't know if a recession is going to stop that breakup.
1: That's interesting. I sort of feel like a recession might distract people from that breakup. And mm. Plus, also. I mean, I think Meta, as is, which was one of the ones that was probably in the most antitrust bother not so very long ago, uh, at the t- around the time it was changing its name from Facebook to Meta, um, I think that's managed to distract things reasonably well by having a pretty terrible quarter. <laughs> uh, nothing kind of ruins the idea that you're a monopoly like losing a few users uh, off of your kind of uh, flagship platform thing. Mm. i I sort of wonder with these things i wonder whether there's a natural kind of ebb and flow and i know that the person uh in charge uh is it the sec Lena khan um is an antitrust enthusiast for what it's worth but even i think that i think that means she's probably smart enough to think let's let these things run a bit there'll be times when antitrust runs hot and antitrust runs cold it was antitrust for what it's worth that pushed me out of google when i used to own it for what it's worth and that was clearly a mistake uh, on my part um but i've been looking for an opportunity to get back into that this might be my chance here but uh microsoft i imagine will kind of come and go and it'll have its moments and there'll be a bad earning somewhere which will make everyone think well microsoft is dead again uh even if that's not right now just the question is when
0: the um you're not still in ford are you oh
1: sorry ford um i thought you said Ford. my fault i did too uh, so strictly oh, i was invested in ford however what i would say about my investment in ford is that i once acquired one free share in the company which oh, right, okay. uh, no i don't own anymore
0: <laughs> fair enough it's uh, it's just well, they've had a uh, quite they've they've had um a pretty good earnings report i'm looking here uh 30 this has just been announced right now uh 38 cents versus 30 cents uh, eps uh beat by a billion by the thing by the looks of things on revenue uh little couple of little problems from their rivian stake it looks like rivian's taken a beating recently <laughs> i guess and that's caused them to to lose a bit but it looks like they they're still profitable which uh has been a big big problem for ford recently um could be interesting news i don't know why it's up after hours just yet i haven't checked but uh i, I just wanted to see see what you thought about ford there um if you were invested in it. but you're not so <laughs> let's move on uh what do you want to talk about next do you want to talk about spotify or uh has anyone been sneak secretly sneaking a look at facebook earnings just now
2: spotify let's do spotify spotify
0: <laughs>
2: <clears throat> so um i mean i I've got the headlines that they pulled out of their own earnings. Um, whether or not you think these are headlines or not um, is up to you. But um, they said um, MAUs grew 19% year-on-year to 422 million yet monthly just, active like, just, users. Just, yeah. Come on, we must know that <laughs> by now. We use MAUs all the time. Just just trying to keep uh, it so simple. Premium subscribers, they're the ones who pay for the subscription. <laughs> Me. Um, they grew 15% to year on year to 182 million. Um, th- that includes about 1.5 million disconnects from the wind down of the Russia operation. Uh, premium ARPU, which is average revenue per user, uh, grew 6% year on year in Q1, and that's about 3% on a constant currency basis. Gross margin finished at 25.2%. And they signed a long term partnership agreement with the uh, with the football club Barcelona. Uh, the uh, camp new is now going to be called the Spotify Camp new. It's not, is it? It is. It, I was wondering is.
1: what the kind of deal they'd done with Barcelona. Are they hosting like the Barcelona podcast or something? But no, and
2: the shirt sponsor as well. And the shirt sponsor. The shirt sponsor's fine. Uh, it's gonna be yeah, it's Spotify sponsor. Camp new. That's what they're doing. I
0: hate it when they do these things. America started this shit. America. Uh, uh, American football started this shit, like naming their, and baseball stadiums, naming it after fucking companies. It's, it's just wrong. I think it's wrong. <laughs> right. So here's the general report
2: then. So, um, Obviously, we're in euros because Spotify, whilst it trades on the L uh, and New York Stock Exchange, I think um, it's actually a Swedish company. Um, so revenue, uh, two point six six one billion, grew twenty four percent year on year for Q one, which is nineteen percent on a constant currency basis. Uh, this was above guidance. Premium revenue grew 23% year-on-year to $2,379 which is again an 18% year-on-year increase uh, on a constant currency basis. Ad supported revenue, 282 million euros, that grew 31% year-on-year. Uh, ARPU was up to 4 euros and $38, um, that's up about 6% year-on-year. Um, so, you know, growth across the board uh, in, in everything we want to see. They, they, some interesting little stats um, for um, their ad-supported revenue, which is where I think um, the, probably the vast majority of their growth is going gonna, is gonna to come from. They saw strong year-on-year growth across all regions and channels. Uh, music ad-supported revenue benefit from a year-on-year increase in impressions and healthy double-digit growth in CPMs. Paul, CPMs cost per?
0: It's uh, basically cost per thousand.
2: Yeah. Uh, Podcast Revenue Strength was led by Spotify's Audience Network, along with continued growth across existing Spotify studios and some exclusive uh, licensing deals. They're also rolling out um, new uh, on-platform podcast ad experience in the United States with call-to-action cards, which will make it easier for you to click on uh, your favorite podcaster's referral links. Um, Not us. Um, so during the quarter, they announced a couple of things, uh, they introduced, uh, they, uh, acquired a company called PodSites, which is a, a podcast advertising measurement service and, a, a company called Chartable, which is an analytics platform. Um, so they look like interesting things. I think it's quite clear to see that. Uh, spotify is still pushing down that sort of route of podcasts um so gross margin 25.2 percent which is it's a low gross margin i think one of the things people forget about um spotify is that it's a, it's quite a an expensive business to run um so um for it to get tech level valuations is sometimes difficult to understand um, the ad-supported gross margin is finally getting to break even. Yeah, They only lost 1.5% on that at the moment, um, which just as a reminder, though, that all content costs related to podcast investments are in that, in that price. So uh, realistically, uh, that's probably a profitable arm of their business as well. So OPEX, €677 million Euros in Q1. That's an increase of 27% year on year. We don't really want to see that. Um, free cash flow paul you like free cash flow they generated a massive 22 million euros in q1 and uh, then they finished the quarter with 3.6 billion in cash so this is a company that's in a fairly healthy position um i think they're doing okay at the moment and they're still growing at the kind of rates that they would expect they gave us some interesting guidance um so they think total maus um monthly active users was uh, 428 million um that reflects a loss uh, of the, the full loss from the closure of the Russian operations, um, which uh, they think is about eight million. Uh, they're going to lose in total from that kind of uh, from from Russia, which means that 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 implies that they're going to add another fourteen million net new monthly active users on top of that. So uh, you know, where Netflix uh, was losing, Spotify still gaining uh, four hundred twenty-two million MAUs just just to put out there is is nearly double what what netflix has um they think total premium subscribers will be about 187 million uh they, they reckon this they're going to lose 600 disconnects but gain 6 million net total revenue will be 2.8 billion and uh, gross margin around the 25.2 percent they reckon operating loss of about 197 million euros so i think an, in, an interesting company for me, Spotify. I think it's getting towards the sort of valuations where I'd be interested in buying some more of it. Um, is, does it jump out at any of you guys or is it still a little bit out of your wheelhouse?
1: So I guess two things jumped out at me from the report that you were mentioning there, Steve. I was sort of frantically scribbling and trying to stay on top of all those numbers. I'd encourage anyone to have a listen back to that and a careful think if you're interested in Spotify because there's lots to take in and I got hung up on two things that were interesting to me. One was the OPEX point that you uh, mentioned. I'm not saying you'll know the answer to this at all, but I was surprised at OPEX going up very much at Spotify. I don't associate this as being something that's particularly sensitive to inflation. I tend to think this is mostly a kind of uh, non-physically run business, and I'm not quite sure where their kind of operational costs come from. I was surprised that went up so much. I'd be interested to know why that was. You don't have to tell me. That's more just encouraging anyone else to uh figure that out before they go buying stock um i,
2: I believe it's a headcount mm-hmm. issue and i think it's got something to do with uh social charges uh in scandinavia which uh when you hire staff uh, you have to pay a portion uh towards the society and um, knowledge their taxes i believe that's what that's from
1: this listeners is how you research nice. stocks uh, the other thing that jumped <laughs> out at me for what it's worth was ad-supported revenue growing faster than premium revenue, at least as far as I, I think I heard you right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said winning where Netflix is losing. Winning where a lot of things are losing, uh, then in that case. Ad-supported revenue, ad revenue is kind of not growing as fast as it might uh, uh, Alphabet. That was a thing we saw kind of earlier on. And I was impressed by the idea that kind of ad-support revenue was, was growing well at Spotify. Paul and I talked about this last week, and I, in my head, it's still the case, uh, a couple of things, that... I I think uh, something like Netflix lends itself much more naturally to adverts than than Spotify does. I mean, it might be, maybe we're of a generation that's used to this, but I'm used to there being kind of adverts in the middle of my TV shows. I mentioned this on the Discord and stuff like All4, which basically has ad breaks built into it, Um, and the person I was chatting to was horrified by that idea, and they kind of thought this was the worst thing that had ever happened, and... Okay, uh, maybe, but uh, I, that seemed to lend itself very naturally. And neither Paul nor I were particularly enamoured with uh, ad-supported offerings, so I'm impressed mm. at the kind of user growth and um, uh, increasing revenue correspondingly for the ad-supported service from Spotify. Clearly, people just feel differently to me.
0: I think there's something hidden in the monthly active users, mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't go too hard on it right now because i must admit spotify isn't one i look into ridiculously but i think there's something hidden in there so monthly active users added uh it only adds a very small portion that are premium subscribers the majority of monthly active users that are added are all ad supported i think it's quite significantly higher as well i think it's more like 80 90 percent come from um the ad supported uh section of monthly added users monthly active users and that obviously is an unprofitable wing of their business so i do wonder if the numbers are a little bit skewed in that side but i i can't say anything with any any uh, certainty there that was my only thing i was trying to figure out why the fuck it it lost 12 percent and the arp is still high it's like Nine nine dollars fifty was it? He said, um, uh, "Average revenue per per user." So it's it's still high. It's still good, especially for uh, this company. But royalties cost a lot. Ro- the, these royalties do cost a lot, and notably, Spotify has tried to marginalize these ro- royalties as much as it can. Um, I don't know. It's it's a tough one here. It's it's a company in a great position, but like you say, it's got only double digit margins uh, low, double, low double digit uh, margins it shouldn't have the valuation that's the only I'm trying to think of a reason why spotify should have fallen 12% right now
2: Well, it's not just 12% remember because it's fallen an awful lot i think it's down from 300 to um, to to 100 isn't it so mm so it's 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 gone a long way down from 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 the, the original stock valuation which was three uh, just three three fifty three to ninety six wow. it is today uh it's just an eighteen Jesus. eighteen billion market cap on on spotify that was you know it was it was nearer. It was near a 50 at one point. So, um, wow, yeah, for me, I think Spotify is an interesting thing. I think we get a bit of baby with the bathwater when we move into into bear markets where mm. uh, anything that isn't mm. an absolute smash isn't a beat um, is a miss, mm. I, I guess. And the thing is about ad-supported margin is it's only negative one and a half percent. But in that, they lump all content costs related to podcasts and podcast investments. So all the hosting... Um, you know a- anything that you can think of between podcasts, they lump it in that ad-supported, um, the ad-supported version of the uh, thing. So realistically, that's a crap way of doing mm. it. And ad-supported is profitable, yeah. um, but they'll just have yeah. to lose that. You know that podcasting somewhere else. And plus, they're not monetizing podcasts very well yet. In America, they've only just started. Yeah. In Europe, we're, we're acutely aware that we can't put any kind of monetizer. We can put a subscription on this, but um, who who would subscribe to? buy anything from us um we'd have to we'd have to bundle something great in that like maybe give them all the money back every month or something but um but yeah i think spotify is a bit baby with the bathwater 18 billion i think that's a yeah that's a worthwhile punt for me to continue buying that company
0: no great stuff yeah great stuff all right um let's have a look uh i've just realized that i was reading a lot from uh facebook's earnings just then uh looking at my screen right now so i wasn't even reading the right thing um but you ready for this steve what you uh, i want the first reaction first reaction okay. ready? earnings per share 272 uh $2.72 versus 2 dollars 56 expected revenue 27.91 billion versus 28.2 billion expected uh daily active users 1.9 billion expected but it hasn't actually given us its new results yet i might have to refresh this because everything will be starting to be updated very quickly currently 14 percent up after hours Mm. this is Incredible numbers, fifteen percent up after hours. Now, um, what's, what's your uh, what's
2: your buy price on Meta, Steve? Off the top of your head, do you know?
0: uh
1: that's a good question but i can pull that up fairly quickly so here's just while i look that up for you for a moment uh, a quick initial reaction here that earnings per share number is quite a bit higher than i was expecting it to be uh you're actually your kind of guide price is higher than i thought it was going to be as well i had one something written down as a kind of uh estimated number so you said it's about two and a half or so
0: 2.7 Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so that's a little bit higher than I thought it was going to be. I have an average price of around 200 or so. Bear in mind that share price fell quite substantially today. Uh, So a good amount of this is just putting back um, possibly a sympathy fall with Alphabet, possibly um, a kind of genuine decline into its own earnings. One of the things that Brian Feroldi always says is that if you're trying to work out why something is jumping or falling after hours, first thing to look at is what it did during the day basically i mean if it's just the case that there's a mismatch there between expectations i think this is still mm. reasonably priced at sort of 13 plus i haven't seen that report fairly obviously yet and the daily active user thing struck me as something of an overreaction they were losing uh some users off of facebook blue flagship thingy but in general they were increasing across the board and uh kind of money was coming with it So I was reasonably encouraged by that. Um, I'll I'll wait and see and I'll have a proper look on this. I'll I'll try and um, catch us up next week, I guess, with a bit more of this idea. But it would be nice for, um, I guess, most of Facebook's kind of shareholders if that share price bounced back a bit. I know a lot of people want that share price to kind of go higher. There's a certain kind of value investor who's heavily into this sort of thing and yet still thinks the idea is to predict what direction stocks are going. But there we are. Um, Hmm.
0: Interesting that the daily active users... It's up 1.96 billion versus 1.95 billion expected, but monthly active users is below 2.94 billion versus 2.97 expected. So the daily active users are up, but the monthly active users are down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be able to what, tell you what okay. how that's significant, to be honest with you. But it's just um, yeah, it's just very 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 interesting uh just reading the results it looks like very good guidance uh it looks like they <laughs> raise their expectations on revenue uh towards the end of the year so that could be a reason why because guidance is guidance 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 at the moment isn't it if your guidance is terrible um the market just goes a little bit ske- sketchy on you uh but if you put on a, put on a brave face and lie i guess <laughs> <laughs> um, you might be able to. You might be able to uh, get yourself uh, a good share price, uh, right? Facebook, I just wonder whether there might be
1: some some thinking about yeah. that going on at Meta, with someone saying, "Look at what's going on. Just say something strong about guidance, basically, because <laughs> and we'll work it out kind of later on." I'm not saying that's what they're yeah. doing necessarily, uh, but I, there's kind of an incentive to say that. Interestingly, a company I was looking at the other day, they reported their earnings on uh, Tuesday. Uh, sorry, I think Monday after the close or Tuesday in the morning, but the first trading session was Tuesday as Polaris. They missed their earnings per share by about 50% of it, for what it's worth. They were wow. forecast for two something, they put in one something, which was about a miss of half of the thing. The management reasserted the same guidance for the year, though. They said, we're still aiming at 10 and change uh, for the whole year, even though we've only put up you know uh, an eighth of it rather than a quarter of it uh in this sort of q1 which i thought was interesting the market did not buy that by the way they sent the shares down a bit but uh, supply they were chain sticking issues. to their guidance which they were seeing as very much supply chain issues demand remaining strong and for a kind of uh mm. cyclical, cyclical discretionary purchase like that uh very much you know the kind of thing where you're looking at the moment with the recession perhaps on the cards that people wondering about pairing back that spending
0: love the polaris machines by the way i use them a lot um surprisingly yeah um yeah yeah good good pieces of kit gets you, gets you from yeah it gets you from a to b quite a lot used on used on sets a lot used on rescuing people from quarries you know or down mine shafts or whatever um L- lassie always comes over to <laughs> is you that, is that a big
1: market oh. <laughs>
0: uh yeah medic basically rescue any is is polaris's uh big on uh-huh. rescue equipment they ha- they have a lot of rescue equipment um used a lot of that and uh, mm-hmm. and they're really good for getting getting across uh, terrains um there's there's a lot of competition there though i do see i don't just see polaris vehicles i feel see the different types of it as well so um i i did have a good look around at some of the places i've been recently where they use these types of vehicles and i've tried to sort of guess which one was was the most popular. is very popular for some reason in in this space. Um, Yeah, very, very interesting. We've ended up talking about Polaris at the end there. Um, I think we're going to leave it there. I think, thank you very much for um, listening today. I don't think we've got anything more to say. Uh, We've just generally just tried to bash out as many um, of the earnings reports as we can and our our opinions on things. Uh, There's a lot to think about in this market at the moment. I don't know where we're going with this. Um, Thank you very much for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week.